we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 148 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Because Ned doesn't like to go first, Bruce, we'll start with you. How are you? Healthy and alive. Yeah, as usual. Fantastic. And of course, back for the week, Ned. How are you? I'm fine. Doesn't matter where I start the race. Usually a winner. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. Uh -huh. I'm assuming that you've been busy all week digging through stats and numbers mm, and statistics. I'm, I'm, and I'm not really, not really, but um, there are a couple of strange things going on out there. But I mean, would you like would you like for me to start with something from the UK? Yeah. Would you like for me to go for me to it. do that? Go um, from the UK. From the UK. Yes, from the UK. I can start with something from the UK. You're aware of the 15 minute city? Yes, we've talked about that. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nasty. the 15 minute city. Uh huh. There is a uh, uh, the uh, uh, was it? Uh, there is the the county of Oxfordshire has Oxfordshire, Shire, whatever Oxfordshire has passed a resolution to introduce the 15-minute city, regardless of what the people say. As a matter of fact, the head of the council's own word said, wow, yeah, we, we really don't care what the constituents think. We're going to do it anyway. Well, the city of Oxford is set to be... Am I doing okay? I haven't made any mistakes. Carry on. Carry on. Okay, this, right. pitch is, this pitch right. is creating quite well. The, the city of Oxford is the first in order to create this 15-minute city. And what they're doing is they're putting up these, um, you call them bollards, you know, those those things that pop up out of the pavement? Yeah, yeah, yeah they've already got them in places. They've already got because, them, yes. Would you yeah. like to see what some of the residents of Oxford, the city of Oxford, are doing to Think these bollards? It. Oh, I'd love <laughs> to. Yeah, this is what they're doing. In the dead of night, a hooded figure removes a base plate for a bollard, then pulls cement into the hole. <laughs> the aim, to make it hard to install a new one. This footage, obtained exclusively by ITV Meridian, is one of hundreds of incidents of vandalism in Oxford's local traffic neighbourhoods. Those removing the barriers often don't even wait for the cover of night. Now, new figures show just how much this kind of activity is costing. Delivery drivers, some filmed flouting the rules condone it but i can understand it because they're not listening to us and that's where the anger's coming in you know that and people being stuck in traffic there is no democracy in oxford want on vandalism or a form of civil disobedience is it vandalism or is it civil disobedience civil disobedience 
Uh, they're they're disobeying what? Or are they expressing their right to say, ask me next time? I live here, you know? Don't tell me that I can't walk down the street. Don't tell me that, hang on, I can go as far as that road and not cross over. Why? Because that's outside my zone. It'll cost you 70 pounds to to go outside. (laughs) That's ridiculous. I mean, basically, the bollards, the bollards in these cities like Oxford and Cambridge, where I used to work, they were basically only timed bollards to go up and make the centre pedestrianised areas. And if the buses, if they had to go through, or even some of the taxis or council vehicles or whatever that had to go, or people that had to um, specifically unload or do specific work or maintenance, the bollards would come down and go back up as soon as they passed. There'd be like transponders on the vehicles. And that's what it was for, basically. So you had the market areas pedestrianised during the day, and only at certain times you could go through. So they came up at, say, 10 and went down at 4. Yeah? That's a brilliant idea. Marvellous idea. Now to actually use bollards to actually stop movement of people generally? Yeah. Uh, Excuse me, I'm sure there's something written in a lot of rights and stuff that shouldn't happen. And these, once again, this is what I don't get. The people, yeah, they've got every right to do it because whether uh, the servants of the people are the governments, are the councils that follow in, that have local rulings or country rulings, they are stewards and servants of the people. They are there to make sure nobody's unduly doing something to put a negative foot on you, not to do it themselves. It's like your constitution. Your constitution is there to stop the government becoming the criminal. And I'm sorry, it's failed quite a lot over the last two years because the criminal not going to get any argument from me. I mean, it's ridiculous. But yes, um, yeah, no, that's the simplicity of it all. If they want to... They, they, they simply for every, they always wanted to have a congestion charge, i.e. if you were coming into the city between certain hours or going out of the city certain hours, you got a congestion charge if, for bringing a vehicle in. Yeah, that was another way of taxing you. It shouldn't go any further than that. Movement of people because of your silly rules. I mean, how did it work? You got, you got your electric vehicle. And even in London, it used to say you used to have free parking in the early days. Free parking if you had an electric car. There you go. You could come in, do whatever. You could go around the congestion zone. Wonderful. Yeah, because they wanted to promote it. But all of a sudden, you've got this rush of everything has to be this. No, you cannot do societal changes like that at that level in a hurry. Otherwise, you cause a problem. Like, I mean, I know you guys spoke about ESGs and stuff like that. Everything that's done in a hurry, they just want to look back on what happened to Sri Lanka. It totally binned a country. That was a testing point for the WEF, Davos, and but they won with that one. And they totally to killed it. it. Yeah, they're trying they're to do it with again. Croatia. They're trying to do it with yep. Croatia right now. Yep. And I'll tell you what, they found the platform. They've done it, done it on the smaller part, smaller country, and they're going to try and do it and implement chaos somewhere else. And just remember... If whether it's an individual person or whether it's a company or whether it's a country or whatever, by law, if somebody lends you a load of money, they should assess that you could pay it back. If they create the situation as well where you can't pay it back, they are liable. Yeah, they are liable, guys. So if they come afterwards and say, you got to pay your bill, just say, well, I'm not going to make it bleep, but bleep, 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 bleep. A whole sentence of bleeps, really. That is where you should tell them to go. Because, no, 
they create that liability of themselves. Because the first thing is, if they've made a true assessment that you can, and then they forcibly change your circumstances to that you can't, that's their problem. And you don't have to. And it's a judicial problem. Simple as that. Before we get too far from it, uh, I'm, I'm going to take us back to the uh, freedom of movement in the, uh, the UK there. Do you know how long you guys have had freedom of movement? That I, I use that phrase specifically because that's basically the, 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 the wordage that this uh, law yeah, is. I, I can generally go anywhere, really. Yeah, but do you know how long you guys have had that law in place? Freedom of movement. No, I didn't even know there actually was a law for freedom of movement. What, for the peasants so, or the nobility? No. Yes, uh, for the plebs. For What's wrong with you? It's, it's for the plebs. <laughs> this, is, this is for all. This, uh, Johnny, you, you... want to be careful with that word. Yeah, it's true. Because yeah. it's, got two, it's got two meanings. Do you know that actually has a two meaning? I did not know that there was a dual, dual so meaning to what, that. So no. which, which pleb are you referring to? Do you know what it means? Pleb. Yeah, the, yeah, the plebeians, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you you know like POM means uh -huh. POMI means for the Australians prisoner of Mother England. Yeah, I never knew Pleb that, but okay. All right, yeah. All right. I never yeah. knew that, Pleb, that POM was Pleb that. Could yeah. also, the slang pleb could also mean poxy little English bastard. <laughs> 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 That's just one for you. Yeah, okay. I'll keep that in mind, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, All Bruce. Right, so in, in England you've had um uh freedom of movement since twelve fifteen. Article uh, Magna 42 Carta. of the Magna Carta. Magna, Magna yeah, Carta, Magna yeah. Carta. Yeah, that's how long you guys have had freedom of movement. Well, well, oh, that that would have been well. No, hold uh, on a minute. You know King, that that King document, John's time after King John's time or whatever it was. Don't know the exact uh, person that was on the throne at that time. However, that that particular document. I don't know. Did you guys are you guys aware that that document has been replaced? The Magna Carta. It's been replaced. Uh, it was actually debuted with a tea towel. Yeah, well, you pretty close, pretty close. It was actually unveiled by two upstanding gentlemen that care so much about the environment, John Kerry and King Charles III. Uh, and it's called the Terra Carta, and it's oh, about God. Mother Earth. Yeah. If Mother Earth could speak, she would open up the earth under some of these people, and you wouldn't be seen again. That might happen at Davos. That'd be an interesting one if an earthquake I was telling there. Bruce in prep right before you came in, I said, you know what? I said... I wouldn't call that an actual meeting. I'd call that a target-rich environment. That's what I'd call it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Speaking Don't of the Davos Cleek, yeah, all going to their bunkers. Did you yeah. see what's? Yeah, did you yeah. see what's going on down there? They've got Swiss military that are doing fingerprint checks before you can get anywhere near the town. Oh, they've got they've got at least up. To, they they were going to have up to uh, um, five thousand yep. bodies up there doing whatever. I mean, for God's sake, snipers against oh yeah um, drones and hey, it's. it's Petty. It's stupid. It's a waste of money. It's a big carbon footprint, though. Well, no. See, they're they're there to save the world, Ned. They're not there to to cause it more harm. They're there to save the world from you, from yeah, me. We know this. We That's know why. This. Well, you heard yesterday. Let, actually, let's let's get into that. Uh, you heard yesterday about the uh, the flights being grounded across the United States. Yes. You heard about that? <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys had so, some flights yeah, grounded. Why is it with you? As soon as I mention on air. That they're going to reduce. They want the academics want only three airports to be open in the UK. Yeah, what do you guys go and do? Oh, we could do one better than that. We'll, we'll ground the blooming lot. We'll shut them all down. That's a great idea. All the Let's private flights, <laughs> bigger and better. Yeah, Bruce, you bigger said today better. that they released a statement as to what actually happened. Yeah. So here in the US, it was uh, well, they just had a corrupt file on the main server and the backups. 
Um, so and they backups. thought, and the backups, yeah. How would the that same file, file be on the backup yeah. if they hadn't switched the backup on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened was they seen the corrupt file and they were like, well, maybe, maybe it just, you know, it just needed to reboot, you know, restart the, the, the system. So they restarted the system and the system didn't come back on. Uh, so that's why it was out. But at the same time, at the exact same time that was happening, Canada had the same issue on a smaller scale that grounded a bunch of flights. And then in the UK, you guys had a mailing issue uh, at the exact same time. Good practice, eh? Good testing point. Yeah, the backup files. Point. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 backup files cannot be a mirror image of a damaged file. It cannot be because if that file damaged the system, it would not be in the backup. Simply, that's common sense. Yes. That's why it's the backup. These are governments, though, we're talking about, as Bruce reminded me of yesterday. Oh, sorry. And we're talking about, hang on, the normal person out there will accept anything through the media. You've got it. Exactly. You've got it. And what are they warning about now in Davos at the World Economic Forum? This is out today of what their next concern is going to be all about. The COVID-19 pandemic has shaken our economies and societies to the core and shown us how vulnerable we are to biological threats. In the digital world, similar risks are being overlooked right now. A cyber attack with COVID-like characteristics would spread faster and further than any biological virus. Its reproductive rate would be around 10 times greater than what we've experienced with the coronavirus. To give you an idea, one of the fastest worms in history, the 2003 slammer Sapphire Worm, doubled in size approximately every 8.5 seconds, infecting over 75,000 devices in 10 minutes and almost 11 million devices in 24 hours. Fortunately, at least until now, cyber attacks have not impacted our health the way pandemics have, but the economic damages, and therefore the impact they have had on our daily lives, have been equal and sometimes even greater. You see, the only way to stop the exponential propagation of a COVID-like cyber threat is to fully disconnect the millions of vulnerable devices from one another and from the internet. All of this in a matter of days. A single day without the internet would cost our economies more than 50 billion US dollars, and that's before considering the economic and societal damages should these devices be linked to essential services, such as transport or healthcare. As the digital realm increasingly merges with our physical world, the ripple effects of cyber attacks on our safety just keep on expanding at a faster pace than what we're preparing for. COVID-19 was known as an anticipated risk. So is the digital equivalent. Let's be better prepared for that one. The time is now. I'll tell you what. There is a positive to actually losing the internet for a week. Not disagreeing our, with you. Our social and community spirit might just step up and people might actually My thoughts be exactly. concerned about each other and actually work together and make sure everybody else gets stuff and we look after each other. We might manage to do that. But that will only be on a, hang on, normal person's level, working class or even middle class. You won't get it at the elitist area, but they do look after. But 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 that's about them looking after, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's their you idea. See, of you see, at... well, yeah, you see, you need to turn over control of everything in the digital world and the internet. You need to turn that control over to them because they're the trusted people that can protect it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of faith you're putting in the people, though. Uh, you, when we you, just seen over sides. COVID, how they reacted. Sides. Yeah. 
what you see what they did during covid um when every, basically you weren't able to go to work or any of that it, there was no community building there was no you know it was all well, just Netflix. okay hold on hold on hold on yeah well yeah but see that that right there would go to the point is you wouldn't have any of that stuff and more to the point you wouldn't have anybody monopolizing your perception telling you to be afraid of your neighbor or your family member or whatever and to demonize them if they don't do what they're told you wouldn't have that you would have cable television and that's it you wouldn't have Twitter. You wouldn't have Facebook. Probably you wouldn't not. have anybody. Probably not. You would still have cable. You would still. They they won't shut that down. Because they won't they shut need, that down. As you said, even if they this, won't shut it down, they need. It would be interesting to see what media devices were available, wouldn't it? Yeah, I say shut it all. I, the, down. the thing is, well, even if everything was shut down, you're still. God, I. I there is so many people that would be out of work. It would be worse than COVID. It would be far worse than COVID, the amount of people that would be out of work. The thing is, the it, thing is yeah, I know. You, you say people being out of work, but the problem we're doing is we're thinking on the platform that we're existing on, and that is it. And, and they're using that platform. We think, what is the negative side effect? There is a negative side effect. It will change people's lives. But what has caused this in the first place? The dash for money, the creation of endless money, the uncaring society that comes out at the end of it. I, I haven't got a clue. We, we're, we're heading for a really, it, it's going to get darker and it's going to get darker. It's getting shadowy. It is going to be a right shithole. But the one thing that we've got to get, we've got to maintain a spiritual level. It's as simple as that. There is no two ways, two ways about it because ethics and morals align our true perception of everything. And people can say, well, it's human nature is just shitty. No, human nature isn't always shitty. We have the choice to be shitty or not. And what do you tell your children? You tell your children the aspect of it's easier to do something naughty than it is to do good. It's easier to be bad than it is to be good. Either take the harder path or not. Everyone's allowed to be silly, naughty, and mess around or whatever. Fine. Otherwise, you wouldn't understand it. You know your kid's going to do several things and make several mistakes. But aren't we there to have some moral and ethical standing to actually explain to them what they've done? We don't have to hang them. But if we don't have a moral and ethical standing, you can't define the difference between the two. And, and, and the elitists in the world just want to head to a great future where people just tick, tock, tick, talk march to some gray oblivion yeah and 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 it seems like people are quite readily do that because they can't believe or that it's going to happen this is going to happen to your kids even if you don't give a shit people you might be on to something here i was actually thinking about this the other day and i i thought you know covid i was telling bruce last night after we finished up i said you know what i said as awful as the things have been over the last couple of years now with everything that's gone on with this just horrible, you know, disgusting agenda. COVID was great. If you think about it, if you think about it, if you really think about it for a minute, COVID was great. And why do I say it was great? Because it gave us, as in us, that like ourselves, it gave us the ability to see these people for who they are out in the open. Like there's no hiding anymore. So it, it revealed who your neighbor was that was going to snitch on you. It revealed who that family member was that's going to, you know, bash you. It revealed who your employer is that's going to fire you. Yeah, it, like it, it showed you who was with you and who wasn't and who's going to be with you and who's not. Now, looking at that, 
You've also had the establishment here being exposed. You've got them tipping their hand or, or you know, t- the devil taking his mask off and showing you his face. You've had that happen as well. And oh, you've had several cases. Yeah, you've had good reactions to that and you've had bad reactions to that. Now, the good reactions I would chalk up to people that have been able to change their mind or or they've seen this agenda, this evil, sick agenda for what it is. That's the good reaction. The bad reaction, myocarditis, cardiac arrest, you're dead. That's the bad reaction. You got fooled and or even if you don't die, even if you don't die, that myocarditis yeah, yeah. Reduces, but, reduces it. And you've got disabled people, you've got an endless amount of it. I know, I know. Well, here's the thing. Now that we are where we are currently, and, and let me know, we, 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 we'll, we'll, let's discuss this. Let me know what you think. Now that we are where we are, as in right now, this day, today, the people that went along with COVID, the ones that went along with the agenda and, and listened to mainstream media and listened to social media and, and followed the Fauci's and the Gates and, and everything else, now, right now, is their second chance. They've been given a second chance. If they've made it this far, they have a second chance to change their mind. Yeah, you, you, there, there will be a, a time of enlightenment, but that enlightenment means, yeah, you become, well, you've got access to all the knowledge, but then it's what choice you make or whether you roll with it. And it's going to take one hell of a, uh, a pendulum swing and mass for, the, for people to change that gray idea of i mean let, let the thing i don't get is it's obvious that the people that you put your trust in have broken it and they don't give a shit about you and that is the obvious thing if you roll over and still continue down there you really have no right to moan when you become another casualty and that's what worries me that people are still rolling with it we have got so many absurd things going on in society it's not just your governments it's um oh a positive thing that came out of covid you just made me oh, my subconscious was thinking about that a negative that became a positive in some respects you realized how crap the educational system had become so many parents did that so then it also showed the parents whether they had the ability or lost the ability to actually educate their own and help their own kids. To me, it worked perfectly because I could sit down with my child and we could go through all the subjects. And it was what a positive because my child is doing the mocks. And basically, she's got a pass and above in every exam she took so far. Which That's considering the, the, the school performance and the educational performance we've been seeing of, of her demographic. That's fantastic. That's great news. Uh, to me, because whoa, kids have been falling proud, behind. And, and yeah, the fact that she's excelling, proud, that's, proud that's great. That's great. Proud as punch. But that was the positive side. But not all children have that parent available. COVID did give those parents a chance. The thing was, it's not me, but when your child asks for that help, you can do nothing but try and deliver it. And that is what parenting's about. I'm not a professor. I'm not a scientist of great, great magnitude, but I am a parent. And you can look up these subjects as much as any, anybody else. As long as you can converse with your child, you make them think. As much as COVID shut the conversing between people, between communities, you're still in that house. And all it, it, it made me think, yes, this is the art of conversation and everything. And just by doing that, she bettered herself 
it wasn't me. She bettered herself, and that's what it is. And that comes out of just talking about things. And that that that's a positive thing that came out of COVID for me. But the idiots, it, what worries me is everybody's lying in their palms. And every time you do something, you, you find somebody else who's lying in their coffers. I mean, we used to have... Um, a charity in this country called the British Heart Foundation it is actually turned into the British Heartless Foundation, I'm afraid. Somebody, they, they are so pro-vaccine and they're on their site. They even, you know, tell you that, oh, myocarditis and pericarditis is so rare. And they're supposed to actually look, look after the people. They actually have, I think it is, if you went onto their site, it'd say our vision is a world free from the fear of heart and circulatory disease and a world without heartbreak. And yet they advocate the injections. So if you think about it, what are they doing? It's like if you had someone in the fire service, didn't have a load, any work, you know, everything was ticking over, all the housing and all the buildings hadn't had any fires. Uh, but if he got paid for the fires he put out, he'd go out and light it. And that's what these charities are doing, advocating for a vaccine that causes cardiac problems and then saying this isn't a problem. We've even got in this country a charity called Myocarditis UK. I yeah. bet their business is booming. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it is, it is, it's, it's impressive. Well, um, you know, to not, to not drift from this before, before we do, uh, to, speaking of lining pockets, we are full of them today. This is one. You're familiar with Martha Stewart, you know, the cookbook lady? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the latest advert from her. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. That's why I got the new updated booster designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. Got it. Schedule your new updated COVID-19 booster at vaccines.gov. So she's on the gravy train. Who else do we have? Do you know who this is? Is that on someone to do with the BBC and broadcasting? No, this is the uh, the music lady, uh, Pink. Oh is no, her name? not Pink. Oh, it's Pink. Pink, is it? Oh, it's Pink. Yeah, that's her. She's looking. She's looking a bit um, not in your face anymore. What's happened well, to her? No, not well. She it was brought to you by Pfizer. That's what's happened here. It's, oh no, it's, brought, it's not. Oh, no, it no, is. No, yes, no. she actually said this is from her Instagram paid partnership with Pfizer Incorporated. Some behind the scenes action on what I've been up to lately with Pfizer. I've had asthma my entire life. Did you know that that puts me at high risk for severe COVID-19? Unfortunately, I was unaware of this the first time I got COVID-19. So it's important to me that everyone knows what risk factors may put them at high risk too. This is why I want to help people. No plan go when it comes to COVID-19. Who else is on the gravy train? Well, let's look at Olympic gold medalist Michael Phelps. Does everybody remember him? Yeah, the uh, the guy that, that swam like a fish, broke all Winning. those records. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, paid partnership with Pfizer Incorporated. Again, on the gravy train of no plan go. Who else do we have? Well, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, but she's she's a little upset. Yeah, she's a little <laughs> upset because she got COVID 24 hours after she released her ad there on on her Instagram. So she wasn't able to make the uh, the American Film Institute lunch. 
because uh, she didn't want to spread her germs. So, yeah. But yeah, you notice they, they rolled all these people out. Do you remember David Beckham? David Beckham did that thing with Bill Gates. You remember that? I showed you the photo yeah. here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. 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 But if you go, if you take all these things, right, and everything, right, there was other well, things. Personally, You've talked- I've, I've, given, I've given up on Hollywood. I've given up on all those people that have joined, uh, are scared to death. They were just, they're just falling in line. They, what they should do is just abstain. They, they don't should. need the money. No, they don't need they the don't money need and money. they should just shut up. I agree with you. But speaking of all this, we had some issues in the UK uh, with midazolam, a drug called midazolam. You remember midazolam? You know, the whole deal with Matt Hancock? Yeah. Giving the uh, the people midazolam, the end of oh, life. Oh, we, you mean the aged people? That would uh, be he, the ones for the old people's homes. Uh huh. Yeah. Where did he? Where did he just go? He was just seen in um, some. Was it an Asian country? What, Australia. Out in the East or something? He was in Australia. Or did he go he was to on Australia? that? No, he was on that. No, that no, show. no. After that, recently, recently, they reckoned he was picked up going. He was he spotted going somewhere. And <laughs> I think the uh, what was the saying? I can't remember. Oh, he hasn't really gone here to get his hair and teeth done. Like he, he was abroad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's one yeah. sad person. He's well, one sad person. Yeah. Um, you're familiar with the uh, uh, the radio host and podcaster, Majid Nawaz. Uh, he has his own show yeah. on uh, on LBC. He spoke with Dr. Michael Yaden about some of these incidents. This is what they had to say. Am I hearing you correctly that your conclusion, as somebody whose PhD uh, focused on morphine, yeah. as somebody who was the head of respiratory illnesses for Pfizer globally, and therefore has that respiratory expertise, yeah. having looked at Stuart Wilkie's evidence on midazolam, that your personal conclusion is that the state deliberately put people on midazolam and morphine for the purposes of terminating their lives? Yes, yes, there's no question. They, they, use, they use doses. Well, neither of those drugs would ever be appropriate in an open airway breathing patient. So if someone arrives and they're able to breathe, even if they're breathless, you would not repress their respiration, which midazolam and morphine would do. And also, uh, per many bits of information that Stuart Wilkie was able to show us, the doses that we used were between three and five times the recommended initial starting doses. So I wrote them down and I went back to look at my clinical pharmacology books. Indeed, those those are doses that you would expect would, would lead to a fading away of people, certainly if they were given repeatedly day after day. So um, I am, I personally am convinced that the uh, the excess deaths uh, in care homes is explained by by this procedure substantially. I think we're looking at six figures, over a hundred thousand people easily. Uh, in terms of excess deaths at home, a large number of a much larger number of people died at home than normal. Um, we're a society where most people die in hospital. That's not true in every country, and it's not true. Uh, it wasn't true in the past, where often patients would pass away, you know, in the care of their family. Um, but more people died at home in the last couple of years than usual because they were told to stay away from hospital. And I think some of those people died of conditions from which they could have been rescued. I say this by analogy. Uh, from America, where it has been discovered that prescriptions for antibiotics for chest infections were halved in the first half of 2020. So I think people died alone of conditions that they could have been treated for. Often these were people who are not elderly, like 40 to 60. So we've got people that right. are dying from jabs, and we've got right. people that were the, being killed in the hospitals. People have got to understand something there, yeah? Okay, you mentioned midazolam, but he also mentioned morphine. Right, and it is due to the dosage. Now, morphine 
does affect the respiratory and the cardiac system if it is given at certain doses. If it's at a very reduced dosage, yeah, because it is used later on when people get pneumonia and stuff like that. But you can have somebody that it actually at a very that it affects it helps reduce pain. And if it's reduced enough at a small enough dose, it won't affect your respiratory system. So that's what you've got to understand. He is right in many respects. He said morphine does do this, and he did mention the dose levels. But that's what people have got to understand. It isn't that morphine is a no-no. It's like most things. It's at a prescribed level, okay? And if those prescribed levels are above the correct usage, which he was saying they were, yeah, then because he would have done, he would have looked into it because he did mention that. But that's what the people have got to understand. Morphine can be used at a very small dosage, which actually reduces pain and doesn't affect the respiratory system really at all. But it's, it is a very small dose because I know somebody who's taken it. And uh, But at the incorrect dose, morphine can will affect those systems. Yeah. And... Well, that's just for people to know because you will get people that will flash off. Always check the dosage. Always look into whatever someone's prescribing, especially nowadays. He is correct. But what he should say to the people is if anything is being prescribed, just go out and check it up. Yeah. If you're if you've got an elderly person in your care or it's one of your family, you should actually go there and you will find doctors and you can ask them and question them. And when you directly question them, they will give you the correct dosage and correct ever because you are now in their face on a personal level. And because they, a lot of people hide behind things and something will get prescribed for one thing or another. But question it. Look it up first because there is information out there about just about everything. They aren't, these, it is that dark that these people at Davos and the WEF and the healthcare people that are well, in this country, oh, well, the, the group that are knighted and dames, they don't care. They've fallen in with, with whatever they've, they've made the decision to fall in with whoever. Yeah. And so you're going to have to take your own medical autonomy. You're going to have to take it all back, guys. And if someone's in your care, yeah, it means more legwork. It means checking up on them. Okay. And that's from, um, I know about morphine because that is from a, a personal point of view for an old person, because it did look into it because I questioned it myself. Yeah. Of somebody that was on it and the, and I made sure that I asked the question and the person that was looking after them did make sure that it was reduced and they done the right thing. And that's why it became very apparent. So don't just fire off. Check it out, guys. Yeah. But he's quite correct about Medazolan, um, and it's not good. It's not good. And the misuse of care has been, well, it is just spiraling out of control. And yeah. I and think so, not yeah. only the misuse of care, I, I, I agree with you. I think not only the misuse of care, but now the deaths are starting to spiral out of control. Well, I mean, yeah. We've got uh, we're we're seeing stuff now of like uh, kindergartners, you know, five six year olds dying. Uh, yeah, it just it's, it just came out today. Uh, yeah, it just came out today. Twenty year old. This just came out. This is breaking. Twenty year old Colorado college tennis player was found dead in his sleep. Mm -hmm. The healthy should not be given this no. damn thing. No, uh, and, not at all. You know, eighteen year old Las Vegas high school student suddenly uh, dies uh, suddenly and unexpectedly dies of cardiac arrest after gym class. They found him in the restroom. 
Yeah. You know, uh, like, I'm it's sorry. Just, I, I it mean, just doesn't happen. I, I'm not laughing about the incident. It's just the mania of it all. It's just, it is beyond belief. And it's, and the, it's the, just the normalization. Happening. The normalization, like it's 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 the talking point. Let, let me play this news clip, okay? Just, I, I just want to play this news clip of this one that I just mentioned, the one that just died after gym class that they found. And this is the same response. that the, the, the kindergarten child that died was in Ohio, was in Huron, Ohio, okay? The uh-huh. superintendent of the school made a public statement and said, you know, we're deeply saddened. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family. All counselors have been made available, for anybody that's grieving or wants to seek, you know, someone to talk to, that kind of stuff. The same exact talking point in another part of the country was used when this one came. Family searching for answers after their 18-year-old son unexpectedly collapsed in school last week. Now, it happened January 3rd at the Amplis Academy, which is not too far from Durango and Sunset over in Spring Valley. But the teen passed away a few days later on Sunday. Joshua Peguero joins us now live in studio after speaking to the family. Joshua? Now, Jordan Brister's family says he was a selfless, caring person. And even in his death, that legacy of thinking of others continues as Brister's organs were donated to help those in need. Jordan's mom says his teachers at Amplis described the high school senior as a Southern gentleman. The Bristol family moved from central Louisiana to Las Vegas nearly two years ago. His family says Jordan collapsed Tuesday in the bathroom of his school. It was about 25 minutes before someone found him. His family doesn't know what happened other than his heart stopped. They say he doesn't have any medical history and say he doesn't do any drugs. In a statement to 8 News Now, Amplis says Jordan experienced a cardiac arrest at school and staff provided him with medical attention until paramedics arrived. He was then transported to Southern Hills Hospital. Jordan was kept in the ICU until Sunday so his organs could be harvested. The school says, quote, the Amplis community sends our love and condolences to the Brister family, as well as to all of Jordan's family, friends, and acquaintances, end quote. Jordan was planning to join the military after graduating from high school. In a GoFundMe page created to help pay for Brister's funeral, the post says no amount of money can take away the hurt the family is going through, but they hope the funds will allow Jordan to have the resting place he deserves. Now, Amplis Academy has several uh, counselors, social workers, and therapists available to support students and staff. Wow. Therapists. Yeah. Therapists. Everything. Yeah. And the, the yeah, thing you, is, right? It's unbelievable. If he's, if he's been vaccinated, which that should, well, if it was normal media, they, if the media was honest, they are going to have to start saying this person was vaccinated or not vaccinated because they're going to be crying out for unvaccinated blood. And the thing is, I don't like the way they say his organs were harvested. I mean, sorry, that is just a bit Straight much. out of the Chinese and then Communist on, then, Party. And then on top of it, <laughs> the question is, the question is, if he was um, vaccinated and those spike proteins and everything uh-huh. have gone across every membrane, uh-huh. uh, and you're then going to put those organs into somebody, uh-huh. that ain't nice. No, it's not nice at all. So basically, there's so much that has got to be done at every level with pathology Anybody nowadays has got to have pathology done on it. It's got to be looked at everything down the line. What's happened to this person? Why and whatever? Everybody, especially if they're going to donate organs. You donate blood, 
everything. I mean, it, it's like um, uh, the other day when you guys were talking about um, the pilots uh, for the elitists. And yeah, the they're looking for sector. They're requiring. Uh, they're looking for a, yeah, they're requiring unvaccinated staff and pilots for for the aircrew. Now they're crying out for it. Yeah, they know why. And yeah, they know. The thing is, and and the the mother in Washington, the parents in Washington, that lost their kid when the hospital gave vaccinated blood and there's a hoo-ha going on about that there's that one in new zealand baby will there has to be i mean the, 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 there's a massive line being drawn here just for the sake of the human race are the elitists then going to keep unvaccinated humans available just for blood and organs are we going down that yeah. dystopian future yeah 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 well I, if you're if your assessment uh, is correct, and, well, I mean, I, I believe it was, um, I believe it was you that said, was it last week when you were on, and you said that the insiders were told in the fall of 2019, just walk away. Oh, the security no staff that actually gave yeah. up their jobs and stuff yep. like that. No yeah. tests, no, no vaccines, just walk away. So I think it's a foregone conclusion. Here's another headline: Air Force football player, 21 years of age, dies on the way to class after sudden medical emergency. He had a cardiac arrest. They attempted CPR, and they were not able to revive him. Well, put it this way: I I, I did question it um, today. I, I was going past somewhere, and some chap was putting a defibrillator up somewhere. What a tool! Yeah. Are they really defunct nowadays due to COVID vaccine? Because if the COVID vaccine is affecting and weakening the um, heart's muscles, and then that gives them a cardio thing, is this going to help them on their way a bit quicker when you bounce a load of voltage through a weakened heart? You would think I so. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's it's just all of these are getting put out everywhere and you're giving it, well, you know, this is a bit much. Well, just you know, just shoot me sort of thing. You know what I mean? They're not going to get up, are they? It's just incredible. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, you've got this, we've had this, we've had this gender thing. Yeah. And they've in America and they, they reduced the, what was it? They're trying to reduce the age of consent or their doctors were saying as the butchers that want to chop them up. when they say years of 13, years of age they should be able to decide what they want and we know that is wrong yeah because they're going through puberty they're pushing what's one of the latest things obesity treatment yes they're obesity just, treatment they want you. to stuff you they're, with drugs and give you surgery rather than take away your soda well, at 12 years of age it's behavioral therapy lifestyle changes and medication but when they get to 13 they love that age don't they they've decided surgery should be allowed oh come on i remember telling my child, I used, uh, and I've said it to loads of other people. So I said, look, we're growing up. We always used to do things. We always used to exercise. By the time you're 19, you've got to make sure you're in good physical shape because you're basically 19, 20, your muscular set, your, that is going to be you. Whether you put it on or take it off then, but that is basically your makeup and where you've got yourself to. Yeah. So if you're in good shape, then that's good. But to say we're going to chop you around now, when you're 13, you're not even giving them a chance to correct it themselves. And that will then make them, if they start to have surgery and stuff, guess what will follow that up? You're going to have to have medical help. You're going to have to take um, one of these, one of these, one of these, twice a day, three times a day. You're going to start, and then it, the, they're lost, they're gone. 
the that's kids the don't idea. get a chance. That's the idea. Is it, it all? It all comes back to the, the the depopulation agenda. That's what it all rolls back to. Everything everything leads down that path. Bruce, go ahead, jump in there. It, it, I would also say it's not just depopulation, but control. Um, if you have government and business colluding together, and government um, is okaying these kind of procedures and whatnot for uh, you know thirteen year olds, then at a very young age, you get them reliant upon medical care. Well, here in the near future, um, very near future, uh, we're going to look at having uh, machines taking up a lot of human jobs, right? So we're going to have to look at some government-funded, uh, you know, universal basic income, have, you know, medical insurance and that kind of stuff be provided by the government. And what better control mechanism than, well, you know, you had that surgery when you're younger, you need medication, the government's going to pay for it. You know what? You're going to have to have the right social credit scoring to get government assistance. Uh, what know, a great yeah. How many, how many know, dystopian control. futures can you get from that? With all all the, I mean, I've gone through the pulp era. I've, I've gone through all the science fiction stuff. I mean, you're growing up as a kid, you read this, but it doesn't upset you or unbalance you when you've got. Uh, uh, you know, you can walk out your door, get a job, and whatever. And they've taken that away. So all these things just unbalance something. If a child gets told that's bad behavior and because the parents aren't controlling it within the family or even allowed to in that setup, they have to go and see a child psychologist. Now, if whether it's counseling for marriage, for couples in any other state or whether it's children, if you go to these um, psychologists or therapists, they don't actually tell you what you need to do to resolve it. They sit there and talk. And if you speak bluntly to them, well, they will back off because then they've put themselves in the situation where they've told you what you need to do. That means accountability. And that is what psychologists do not do. Therefore, you're wasting your bloody time, people, because the family unit, that structure there, if it's running correctly yeah, and is allowed to run correctly, which they don't want it to because they want that external input, which keeps an imbalance, as in what else has it done? All those inputs from your um, environment saying, well, the child should belong to the community, not to the parents. Oh, if you think you're this today, that's fine. You can be somebody else tomorrow. And by the way, you're a fat bastard. Do you want to get chopped up? We can solve it. All that sort of stuff is no good. That is, there's not one confidence building thing in it that will not get somebody to stand on their own feet. Um, it's it, it's horrible. It's it's horrible just to make all the children, like you say, dependent. And it's just the wrong way to go. Would so you like for me to that play case, that clip that you were referencing really quickly? Which one's that? Oh, Harris. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Bollocks. And that is a kid. A kid does not MSNBC. belong to anybody. A kid does not belong to anything. It is not an object. You are its carer. You are there to 
help it grow up in the right direction, hopefully. You are there to get it to question things, and you are there to hopefully have some answers for it, if not find the answer between you. That is the way of guardianship parenting, and the community is there to help you as well, if there is a community. Because uh, communities used to help children or help parents, especially on the mother's end of things, because some of them couldn't um, breastfeed, whereas uh, you might have a mother in the community that's lost a child at a certain time, and she could then take on that. that. This is how people help each other. People always used to step up in times of troubles, yeah? This time in COVID, people stepped away from each other. I'm going to... I'm going to go slightly a different direction because uh, talking about um, I, it, I had a thought when we were talking about the uh, uh, chopping kids up that um, that kind of triggered a thought. This is going to desensitize the coming generations to medical procedures, surgeries, those kind of things. What do you think this is going to do when we start uh, having uh, machine augmentation, you know, like cybernetics or, you know, you can get that brain chip or whatever. It's, prep it's prepping them for the psychopunk era. It's prepping yep. them for the dystopian future. This is mm -hmm. all to go down that road. You can be what you want today, but tomorrow, but they're not telling them what the price is. And they think it's just going to be there for free. No, it ain't. The free, anything that comes with the word free, including freedom, no. It's lost as soon as you do that because you then become, um, uh, what well, I mean, an asset. People have become assets to companies, as in, you're an asset now. Why? Because I can make so much money out of you. You now owe me. You're an asset. Not as in, we could do this for you or whatever, or see you as a human, you know, individual. Or no, 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 you're just a number. You're this. And if you, you create yourself as a number by putting yourself in that situation, yeah, wouldn't be, yeah, I'd like to run as fast as the $6 million man. Yeah, great. Give me a pair of legs. Whoomph, off I go. That's not going to come without a lot of pain and a lack of freedom. It's simple as that. They might give you it for free, but you'll become a test bench for it, a lab rat for it, so that can further it on. And if you fall along the way, well, you did sign that, didn't you? Doesn't well, it? Ta-da, mate. Yeah, but does, doesn't it strike anybody as, as just a little bit too convenient for them? Do you think that that enters into people's minds? Because if you listen to these, uh, these people like Gates, and we played a clip of him the other day, he's talking about uh, this new route of genetic editing that they want to use uh, involving CRISPR. And he's a twat. I, I know he is. But I mean, my point is, is that the way that they sell it and you've got idiots out there that just hang on this guy's every word uh, and people like him. And so you you have this way that it's explained to you that's just so seamless and there's no problems and it's all going to work out and there's no risks. There's no side effects. I understand. I understand that there are, but that's how I'm, what I'm saying is, is that that's how they sell it is there are no problems with it. And we're going to so, go ahead. So what's it. the ruling? If a salesman comes along, I understand what the ruling so is. Wants to, sell, wants to sell you a product and it sounds too good. Don't buy it. Question it before you do anything. Correct. Sounds Which, too good. That's what, that's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> but the, I'm talking about the average person here is, is my point is I, I guess maybe I'm Maybe I'm thinking too far ahead. Maybe I'm giving people too much benefit of the doubt because you got people dropping dead all around you now and they're still not seeing it. They're still strapping masks onto their faces. It's quite amazing, isn't it? If, it you, is. if you think about it, this is one for the theologian, yeah? Noah built a boat, put everybody on board by twos. That's animals and stuff and whatever. Now we've got a Noah that wants to do the opposite and be the end of it. What's his name? 
No, uh, for, sounds like Ferrari. a bad Italian Not car. Ferrari. That's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> it. Sounds like a bad Italian car. I like it. <laughs> That's him, isn't it? It right. is. Yeah. He's, oh, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. I'll tell you another sad thing. Another silly sad thing in the UK. Guess what the um, University of Aberdeen did the other day? It's hard That's to tell coming out of academia <laughs> these days, but what'd they do? They triggered a warning on a book, right? This is what they said. The content can be emotionally challenging. Advise students to seek help if they feel unable to cope with the themes within this book. Apparently, it contains odd perspectives on gender, right? So what book do you think they were talking about? I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Bible. Peter Pan. You're kidding me. Nope. The children's story Peter Pan. J.M. Barry's Peter Pan. And that university triggered that. Oh, they also had another couple of books on the uh, warning list. The Railway Children and The Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe. Could you credit it? <laughs> I mean, that is the state of affairs now. Uh, they are classic stories. They're brilliant because they're all about children growing up and questioning things and that gets put forward. You know, they it's about them being put in a different environment and it is about stress and the change and everything and how they behave yeah, and how they come out, whether it's heroic or not. And they put up about it. I just couldn't equate any of it to it. I find it nonsensical. The other thing I found a bit nonsensical is our British police spending 66000 on rainbow theme stuff i did see something about that yeah for their cars and face makeup yeah i, I did see <laughs> in, that well, yeah. while they're in uniform i mean come on please i mean if you've got a nick belief ferrari. I, nick ferrari had it right the, about that you know I, i'm not a fan of of nick ferrari when uh when he says you know you got all this crime that's happening around uh london specifically you've got all this crime that's happening around london on a daily basis and the police don't respond to that instead they're doing the macarena at a pride parade yeah so but the thing is, that's just made a whole laugh of the whole system because they are supposed to uh, be upstanding for the law and not to be seen by us one way or another because that causes a problem, does it not in itself? Because they're supposed to respond to a situation unbiased and see what the problem is. Now you go jumping into a situation. Oh, sorry, I can't go to that situation. Why? Well, I'm, I'm multicolored at the moment and my car says Pride Week on it and everything else. You know, it's just just a joke. It's, it, it is. A, it, it, it is. An absolute but all these farcical, all these farcical things, and they're just so open in society. I mean, at the moment, even if the NHS and there's a lot of people within it, I mean, they are starting to wake up. But the NHS, we we cannot afford if we go totally uh, private, like in America, that's going to sink the whole of society. Yeah, that is gonna. The, the, we we can't afford as taxpayers. We cannot afford that to happen. The only thing I can surmise is that you you adopt some kind of, a, and you know this goes for more than just the UK. But you guys adopt some kind of a um, some kind of a hybrid system where it's not government run uh, and it's not private either. The the only thing I can think is is that you you have for for example uh, they have no, oversight I, committees I, I, no, here. No, where no, you say not government run, but there has to be somebody. There has to be something. But yes. it's got, but it's got to be more people input into it. Yes, yes, and that that's the point I was actually going to get to is they they have it at least here where I am. They have it to where you have to have insurance, but they have oversight by non political people that are in there to make sure that it stays affordable and that people can pay for it. So the cost doesn't well, we get out of control. So we have to return to some ethical moral level. God forbid we do something like that. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's going to be a hard upward climb for a lot of people. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult path. We yeah. are about at time here. Uh, any last points that you'd like to cover before I get to the surprise that I have planned for you? Okay, you got a surprise, but just a quick one, because I always go to a yeah, bit please. of COVID history, sure. yeah? Because it's like you mentioned earlier, Brigden came up and he, he stood up and said about the security people and whatever. And I know he's paid a bit of the price with the whip and everything. But I was looking into these personal studies of back in 2021. Now, the CDC uh, did a study in Massachusetts, the group of people. The... Um, I'll do it briefly instead of going into it. Oxford University did a study in Vietnam, right, in a um, hospital. Um, there was nine. There was a lot of hospital staff there. And also in the UK, our health authority did one. Briefly, the CDC study in Massachusetts, um, there was a lot of cases. They did about 500 people, and they found out that basically 70 to 80% of these people that uh, contracted COVID were vaccinated, and it's written up. And there was a, a percentage of them, a small percentage that were hospitalized or whatever. But they found out that basically the findings were that if you were vaccinated, you became more susceptible to COVID. And this proved it. And this was in July 21. Now, if you think about it, it I think when we started, well, we're not sorry, when I started, you guys have been going for a while yet. In I think it was February 2020 when I came back from America, something like that. And um we we went down the lines of all these vaccines and whatever else, and that basically they're going to take about 18 months to bring it out. And I think they eventually got it really rocking and rolling by May 21. So they all already, by July 21, the CDC had this information, right? Oxford Uni did their study in Vietnam, and this was 900, 900 hospital staff in Vietnam, and this was on the AstraZeneca vaccine, obviously, because Oxford was tied up with them. And this was March, April 21. So basically, they initially um, tested negative, took the vaccine, and then they started to get positive, pretty sharpish, and then it escalated out there. So basically, that was at least 76%. And uh, then a few of them obviously got respiratory problems, et cetera, et cetera. I won't go into it too deeply. Department of Health and Social Care study done at the same time. But the only difference between this bunch of buggers was the Oxford and CDC just kept it quiet. And the information is out there now. The UK Department of Health actually found out that basically 82% of them started to test positive once they'd been vaccinated. Yeah. And this was in the same era of time. And then basically they just said, yeah, that's not a problem really. And just covered it and openly lied about it. Just, yeah? to, I don't, I'm sorry to interject, but just on your points there, uh, this is breaking in the United States right now. The CDC has officially announced that they are launching an investigation into the adverse effects of the COVID-19 vaccinations and boosters because they say that they have enough cases of people who have received the vaccine and then suffered a stroke. Oh, so they knew the susceptibility due to the vaccine, yeah, and now and everything else. I bring that up because of what you said from when they kn first knew it, and they're just now, right now, this minute, announcing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the sus susceptibility is there. We know the because the word is out, and the transmission ability and everything like that is slowly getting out there. And because they 
remember what I mentioned the other day due to your law and that great man Obama finalised the account liability laws and stuff like that, and it was only up to one person. Well, they stuffed the one person out there, and that was that, that, was that megalomaniac Fauci who liked to stand in his own universe with no one else. Total tosser, excuse me. but And yet, so the FDA or the CDC weren't actually... They were put outside. Now they could actually, within them, they could actually go for the throat of anybody if they want, because by their own laws, they were can't be held accountable because they were got moved sideways. So uh, whether Fauci wanted to use them, I mean, Fauci did stand there and say the judiciary shouldn't say anything. The CDC should have to say. Well, I hope the CDC do put things out there. Maybe there is somebody there, but it's hard to believe. It is. It is hard to believe. If I was to say anything about. <laughs> could do an advert for the vaccine, actually, couldn't you? You could actually do a, do an advert like um, uh, I don't know what what was that saying they used to use if somebody wanted to sell you something in this country, uh, or like at a circus, roll up, roll up, extra, <laughs> extra, extra, here. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, extra, extra, get your vaccine here, yeah, get your heart condition, reduce your ex- life expectancy, make yourself susceptible to other pathogens exacerbate existing medical conditions all free no payment well not in cash anyway maybe in life expectancy but join the ever increasing entropy i'm sorry but that's the way i see it and on a point of view something for you a science thing for you bruce a lot of people have been saying out there you know this climate change stuff with the, and they're giving it oh uh, the the levels of because you meant you mentioned oh by the way you got it right Johnny Bondi Beach you got it right oh. you said it right yeah okay Thank Bondi you. Beach and and the sea levels are rising and stuff but yes there's a climate where, emergency you you uh, America and us are on either side of the pond the Atlantic aren't we now the Atlantic waters are going to be cooling with all this ice melt yep. yes mm-hmm. so this is going to affect climate by a few degrees downwards for a period mm-hmm. of decades. So that will affect the natural warming of the planet, which it is natural warming. So over the next couple of decades, because you will get cooling, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. No, no, no. See, I, I was actually, I was told about this by somebody. They said, when I brought up exactly that point, this is one of these climate loonies. When I brought up one of those points, they said, no, you don't understand. And I said, well, explain to me what I don't understand. And they said, I'm not joking. They said, the cooling is the warming. Oh, twat. Yeah. Don't they actually, they haven't got a, a clue about, hang on, the thing that changes atmospheric conditions is that mass of 70% of the world, which is water or plus. On the Pacific side, what do they call that condition? Does it begin with H or whatever? What is that condition that's called? They have um, not, not your hurricanes, not your typhoons, not whatever. Ty- yeah, monsoons. But, no, there's... um. There's a condition where there's warming, isn't there? I can't remember what it's called now. I had it right on the end of my tongue, but it, it's... Um, Don't know. And it, it, it's, it's the atmospheric warning. It, it causes... Um, I'll, I'll think of it when we go off air, but um, all this changes within the surface temperatures of the oceans and stuff like that affect your atmospheric conditions. So the warming is the cooling. He says the warming because we're getting ice melt. That's the way he sees it. But you're going to get a condition of cooling over a period of time because one and then the other. Then the world, the biosphere will balance out and its natural warming may take off again. Yeah, and it will because the world naturally warms over time. 
and it just doesn't do anything but that. Yeah, I'd, I'd also like to point out really quickly that the same person, when I ask them what plant life breathes and exhales, <laughs> they didn't know. Uh, with, and your answer should have been said, your parents were plant life and they bred you. I just said some something similar life. to that. Yes, I won't repeat what I said, but yes, yeah, something similar to that. Yeah, and cabbage uh, gives you wind. <laughs> Uh, another another thing uh, about the climate change stuff: the ozone layer is uh, more or yeah. less healed. It's on the mend, if better. you will. Yeah. It's getting better. Um, this will uh, decrease the temperature rise by 0.5 degrees Celsius. Oh yeah! On hey, here you go. You add that up to what you were talking about the other day: nitrogen oxides. Yeah, and nitrogen yep. oxides. Part of it, if it was bad, affects the ozone. The ozone is repairing, so your nitrogen oxide problems aren't out there as such. And yeah, you're quite correct uh, about saying there's different types of nitrogen oxides, whether it's nitrogen oxide, nitrogen dioxide, and yeah, you've got various things. Now, they're making a massive thing about this. It's, it's like anything. It's like carbon monoxide in a house and nitrogen dioxide and stuff like that. If you don't have a well-ventilated place... I mean, if you want to go and stick this hose on the back of your car and in your window and sit there, you will kill yourself. Your wood burner, all these furnaces and stuff have um, some form of exhalation of nitrogen oxides. Yeah. But you've got flues, you've got ventilation. It's natural. And nitrous oxide naturally disperses within so many seconds anyway. So, I, uh, but, but I yeah, looked into it, that, by the way. Problem. Did you? The 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 research i looked into their methodology for that research um basically what they did is they took a uh room or a building and sealed it off completely with plastic and let it build so up there was no and they let it build up and then they said 13% of kids exposed to this had um uh asthma symptoms so that's what was causing uh childhood asthma is uh no, 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 these no. these gas burning stoves yeah yeah the thing is the th the thing is Yes, these thieving, money-making bastards. Remember me talking about fuel and stuff like that and how it started and the reasons behind it and not until the 70s people say there's a, hang on, this is having an adverse effect on people's um, mental attitudes and stuff. Yeah, the fuel industry made that and created it. Yes, there is output from the, en the engines, yeah? And it, it it can impact on something, but it's like everything. If it's mismanaged, you will have a detrimental effect. But at home, there are no detrimental effects as long as you keep it ventilated. In difference between summer and winter, there will be a, a slight more buildup. But with carbon monoxide, even with nitrogen dioxide, one of the first warnings you've got is if your eyes start to smart and sting. And if that happens, you're giving it, yeah, I'm going to open the window. Yeah, you're not going to sit there and go, quickly turn it up. In fact, can you turn the cooker off and turn it back on without lighting it? This is a really good effect. I mean, come on. And we're uh, required We're required to have sensors in our houses here in the United States for, uh, you know, uh, all the various monoxides and whatnot. So it, it's, it's incredibly annoying, Ned, isn't it? Ned, that we're talking about this. people that cut milk jugs in half and wore them on their head to stop COVID, okay? Well, that's an interesting idea. We actually saw people. <laughs> yeah, we actually saw people do that. I'm going to have to get to this surprise now. Oh yes, please do. Yeah, I'm going to have to get to this now. I have to ask before I get to this surprise. Um, 
are you aware I'm not gonna, of... I, I'm not going to send you a bomb in the post for it, am I? I don't think so, no. I, I thought okay, about okay. playing the saint to Dr. Anthony Fauci talking about the rare occurrences of myocarditis. I thought about playing that, but instead, mm. I'm going to play this. Do you know anybody that is suffering from a medical coincidence? A medical coincidence? Just yes. about most of the population, I think. Well, there just so happens to be an institute for them to visit. Oh, really? Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves, but not the wrong kind of attention. At Kaufman, <laughs> schedule your appointment today at KaufmanCoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real science sounding explanation to provide to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. Just Official medical question. coincidence partner of the NFL. Oh, just one quick question. I do apologize, but I thought it's finished. On that list of things that they can cure and work with, uh -huh. how do they cure sudden death? That was on the bottom. Sudden death it, and more. I did see it's that. Satire. <laughs> satire. So how it, it, it's just, it's just satire. Yeah. <laughs> so excuse me, that was a bit much. <laughs> We could cure sudden well, death. Well, that's, that's, it's the same question that you ask when you see one of these adverts in the U.S. that says, do you know somebody or do you have a loved one that suffered from whatever from this particular drug? Then you might be entitled to compensation or something like that. You, you see these adverts all the time. And it says, do you, <laughs> I actually heard one, it must have been some kind of a mistake because I don't think it was satire, but I saw one in the US once that said, have you or a loved one suffered any of the following symptoms after taking the prescription drug, whatever it was, and that sudden death was one of them. And I'm like, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I've suffered sudden death after taking that, I'm certainly not going to be filing a lawsuit. <laughs> but the question is, is, that is the medical society that had to come out of this? So it's created everything on that list, especially sudden death. It's created everything on that list, but they're giving it, you can come to us and there's nobody's going to have to pay. We're not going to hold anybody to account, but it's going to cost the person that's in that situation to pay for it. So they're going to make the money out of putting you in the situation and 
you're going to have to probably uh, sign a disclaimer when you go in. Next time when you're on, I will be playing a clip of the Moderna CEO talking about the breakthrough product that they have now to address any cardiac infarctions you might have. All right. That should be interesting. Should be very interesting. I look forward to that. I hope you do. I'll keep you hanging in suspense from now until next week. We're going to have to go ahead and call this one done. I want to thank you gentlemen for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless all of you. Have a good night. 